1: State Coaching Radio, your humble happy hosts, broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas, Julie. Welcome to today's yes. radio show.
0: Thank you. As always, it's a pleasure to be here, and I have a shout out ready when you are.
1: Yes, ma'am. Go for it.
0: Okay, from Coach Eric Reed, who is based in Atlanta, we have a great coaching client I have coached for myself as well. Her name is Diana Thorne. Diana had a goal of uh funding her buckets, right? So, based on her goals, and uh, she exceeded her goals by 30 percent she wanted to give back for her success so she held a coat drive thinking uh that she would be happy with 25 coats but she got 75 and might just keep pushing to make it 100 coats i think that's a great charity and she feels great to be happy and to be of service so here are her buckets if you will she wanted to share her goals that she has met or exceeded this year ten thousand dollars towards her daughter's college fund And if I recall correctly, her daughter is about six years old, Uh, pay down a credit line of about 15 grand. She's saving to buy a lake house, so she's got 10 grand socked away for that. Some retirement cash she added to a 401k, uh, and let's see, total goal was paid, she calls it paying it towards the future Diana. So we joke sometimes (laughs) about saying, thanks past Diana for having it together so that current Diana can do all of the things that she wants to do in life, so Nice job with her, Coach Eric, and kudos to you, Diana Thorne, for meeting or exceeding all of your fantastic goals for you and your daughter this year. So nice job.
1: Yeah, I mean, we say that too, right? Thanks, Pastor Tim and Julie, you know? <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> but, you know, the
1: truth is, the truth is, guys, you're uh, listening to us right now on some sort of electronic device. You're maybe hopefully, you know, sitting or, you know, walking or you're, you know, not maybe driving, so driving you can't necessarily pay as much attention, but that's okay. You are surrounded by stuff that is a result of your past effort. So you have to thank the past version of you for having done what was necessary at the time to create what you have in your life now. And if you're not um, constantly being focused on the things that you need to be doing to put yourself in a place of service to help other people and obviously make money as a result, the future you will be swearing and cursing at the past you. You know?
0: Exactly. Why
1: didn't you do this six months ago? You know, have you ever been in a situation where you've said that to yourself? I wish I would have known. I wish I would have. Oh, I know they have.
0: All those, you know, living through the recession was probably the most salient example of that, that some of them said, gosh, you know what? I, I was really glad that I was watching those days on the market and higher inventory and sliding prices. Gosh, I'm so glad. I was tuned in and coachable, and others of you, Maybe not so much, and the next time we go through this, no matter what the change is in the market, you'll be frosty enough to do something about it, so you can say thank you past Diana for having it together, for example.
1: And trust that we will warn you ahead of time when we see things going south. We were, um, as far as I know, we were the first uh, coaching organization to bring short sale training to the market, and we did that back in May of 2007. Now, most people say the housing recession started in 2008, and I suppose fish, officially that's when the government started reporting on it. That's when maybe it was really showing up in, um, you know, the MLSs and all the normal places. But the reality is it we were seeing, on our, our coaching calls, we were hearing from our coaching clients from across the country that their days on the market were extending. And, I, and Julie and I talk about this because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's kind of a historical thing, and we knew we were a part of it, and it was exciting. But, you know, this was forever ago now, almost 10 years ago. But we saw that um, coaching clients' markets, and I'm sure you remember, Julie, in Vegas, the -hmm. Vegas inventory went from, like, no days in the market to all of a sudden, like, it felt like in 45 days days they had almost. Yeah, it it just changed. And then what was weird is that inventory sold off really fast. And then after another 60 days, you guys in Vegas will remember this, It built itself back up, and then essentially it never slowed down. So that was a tip-off for us, an early warning sign, a canary in the coal mine, if you will. And the other thing we started seeing is in Southern California, we started seeing agents who didn't know who their their buyers and sellers were using for financing but they started losing deals because of financing. And then when we started having them dig into what financing it was, they were the subprime lenders. So what had happened is the lenders, because they were making so much more commission, were pushing borrowers that didn't have to go subprime into subprime because the payoff to them was greater. And that had happened in big, big, big numbers. So all over Southern California in particular, where we have you know some of our best clients, thousands of clients, and past clients, current coaching clients. And anyway, so they are the ones that were also our canaries in the coal mine. So we started hearing from different markets. We heard down in West Palm Beach, other coaching clients where similar things were starting to happen. But it wasn't just like all of a sudden the light light switch got turned out and we were in a recession. We were able to at least a year in advance – Warn our coaching clients that we saw some things happening, and they weren't just happening regionally. They are happening across the country, and that's when we started teaching you guys how to do short sales, and then we started teaching you guys how to do REOs, in addition to your normal real estate, obviously, even though short sales and REOs were ultimately, uh, historically, just been a tool in your toolbox. It's something you knew how to do, but it wasn't certainly your focus. But if you were in Las Vegas, if you were, well, heck, in most of the major markets across the country, um. All of your market was underwater, and in some cases underwater by 30, 40, 50, 60%. Remember those days, guys? I know I do. And so, what happened is that those of you who had that advanced information on uh, knowing how to do short sales, while all the other agents were believing that the market was going to come back, they were in denial for years and years. You guys were offering uh, services that other people wouldn't or couldn't, and as a result of that, some of the agents became the top producing agents in those particular markets. And then what happened was in about 2010, 2011, we started telling you guys, hey, guess what? And maybe it was like late 2009. In most markets, we predict that the appreciation of the markets, because the Fed policies and the other matriculations by the government are going to make it so that in the next 18 to 24 months, your underwater owners are going to be level with their houses and most of them are probably going to want to do a transaction. It actually ended up taking only about 12 months, um, and then, you know, we are suggesting that you guys start pivoting. Keep short sales in the REO thing going, you know, keep that as a tool in your toolbox, But don't neglect the normal transactions that historically has been the heart and soul of the real estate uh, industry. And you guys listen. A lot of you listened. Thousands of you listened. And you were able to pivot back before a lot of the other agents in your market were. So trust that we are always going to tell you what's happening, um, oftentimes before anybody else ever really knows, before the media certainly knows. And it's, it's not because we have some sort of crystal ball. It's not because we're always really all that smart, you know. (laughs) It's because we listen to coaching clients. We listen to our coaches. We are in constant communication with virtually all the top agents and all the top markets across the country, and they give us immediate feedback because they know we will then share that information with you guys at the betterment of our industry. So there it is. Keep that in mind. These radio shows are always about three things, right? Educating you, motivating you, and getting you into action. Not every time are we going to uh, motivate you with rah-rah. The rah-rah motivation that some of you guys are addicted to, like I'm addicted to coffee, uh, (laughs) that doesn't last, right? It's like a caffeine hit. It lasts for maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half if you're lucky, and then it wears off again. True, everlasting motivation comes from education and then the confidence to put it into action. And that's really what we're focused on at our organization, but also on this radio show. And remember, if there's ever anything we can do for you, please request a free coaching call at FreeCoachingCallsForAgents.com. Now, today's radio show, we're picking up where we left off yesterday and the day before. Um, A lot of you guys are in the midst of um, making a decision whether or not you want to have real estate be your full-time focus, whether or not you want to quit your job. Whether or not some of you actually are in real estate full-time, and if you could see me, I'm doing air quotes. I know that's you know no longer cool and fashionable, but I'm doing it anyway because I'm not really cool or fashionable. So the reality of it is is a lot of you guys are full-time in real estate and maybe should be thinking about getting jobs and having real estate be your part-time job. There is no right or wrong. In many cases, you can be more successful, and this is the you – know, again, I know that the real estate industry cringes when we say this, but it's true – you can be more successful, have more stability, um, you know, have health insurance, have paid vacations, um, you know, have the ability to save consistently. If you do have a job, and if you do do real estate, and if you do it right, the job actually serves uh, as a good venue to get real estate clients. You know, you got to expand your thinking and realize that it doesn't have to be either or. One of the founding principles of our business is that you have to have spokes on your wheel. Coaching clients, you know what I'm talking about, right? So you want to have spokes on your wheel, and each of those spokes is supposed to basically represent a source of business. Well, you can take that same concept and you can scale it to all aspects of your life. For example, you need to have spokes on your wheel for sources of revenue. So maybe uh, your goal is to be rich. And remember, our definition of rich is where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. So one of your spokes might be what you're doing, your real estate transactions. Another spoke might be the cash flow you're making from a rental. Another spoke might be, you guys get the idea? Um, And so some of you are going to be in a situation where you're making really good money from your jobs, and that is one of your spokes, and then real estate's another spoke, and then all the other things that come from the profits that you reinvest to make yourself rich, create even more spokes. Don't think so myopically. The opportunities are all around you, and when you do it right, they often complement each other. They're not in conflict with each other. Uh, Does that make sense, Julie?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, these are big decision-making processes, and we're giving you some points to think about and digest and take action on so that you can decide what mixture of real estate and maybe another job, maybe a part-time job, maybe a full-time job, how do you want to actually create this? I always ask coaching clients, you know, paint me a picture. What do you want? Instead of just taking what the world's willing to give you,
1: I, Julie, I just walked up to my computer and the Mac just woke up and I saw a chat message from one of our coaches, Steve Tickholm, right in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Steve is Steve is a perfect example. Let me let me tell you guys. He's a great Steve.
0: example at this point. Yeah.
1: Okay, so first of all, I'll tell you the funny things. He's this you know big brawny firefighter, but he's also an actor. <laughs> in michigan he also does commercials i mean so it's kind of funny and he's it, we joke that he's been in a uh, firefighter's calendar though i think actually he has um so he also in addition to that he still works for the fire uh, department he's done that for a long time now steve and his wife came to me the last time we had a private event in austin and they were asking for my suggestion on what steve should be doing if he stayed stayed at the fire department for another i think it was 24 months it meant a significant increase in the value of his pension. I could tell when Steve was asking the question, he was anticipating I was going to tell him to double down on real estate, leave the fire department, you know, become a full-time coach, the whole nine yards. But I didn't. I said, keep your job at the fire department for 24 months and figure out a way to do both. Because 36 months from now, you're going to be so much better off financially for the rest of your life. A lot of you guys are in the same situation. and Steve's a perfect example. He is um, working at the fire department. Now, you guys probably know that fire, uh, firefighters, um, they don't really have normal, you know, what is it, Julia, week on, week off, or is it something like that?
0: Yeah, some crazy hours, like four, four days on and three days off, and there's different combinations yeah. that they can do. But it's pretty right. intense work, you know. It's not for the lighthearted. And-
1: But he sells a ton of houses, too. He's a very successful real estate agent. He's one of our most beloved coaches. Um, And he's obviously a fantastic, uh, you know, he saves lives. So he's a first responder. So you put all these things together, and they all complement each other. He does transactions uh, from people he knows from being a firefighter. He does, you know, the coaching for us. He does real estate transactions. He's been a coaching client for a long time, and and none of these things are in conflict. And it's not that oh my god, how does he have so much time? He must be neglecting his family. No, he's not. He's just not wasting time when he's working. You know, like the story you told yesterday. Of, yeah,
0: I mean, one of the best time managers we've probably ever met, honestly.
1: Well, but is it is it really it, – I mean, time management in itself is a nice concept, but he just doesn't allow himself to waste time, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, we have uh, coaches who are in alignment with a lot of the things that you guys are trying to accomplish in your own personal lives and your businesses – you know Steve's a perfect example maybe you're like him maybe you're a firefighter maybe you're wanting to figure out how to do both well you know Steve would probably make a great coach for you we know most of I don't think we have any other coaches that aren't full time in real estate or full time brokers or you know not there a lot of them are existing top producers Uh, selling hundreds of houses per year and they do this because frankly a lot of times when you're coaching it's very cathartic and it makes it so that you stay in contact with the very skills necessary for you to continue to be successful so that you know that that's a lot of that stuff uh, that type of thing happens by the way um, in the next 90 days we're going to be looking for five more coaches if you think that you might be interested in becoming a coach for us just email us directly um, and then there's an interview process that you'll go through. It's not too painful, I assure you. We only ask for five ounces of blood for testing. I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, email tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. There's 100,000 of you listening, so I know we're going to get a lot of emails. Uh, and I, we are highly selective. I'm just telling you that right now. Um, and, you know, so, but maybe we're a fit, and hopefully we are. Give us an email. And remember, com. So, Julie, without any further delay, what point are you on?
0: Yes, uh, again, we're talking about what mixture of part-time, full-time, with real estate, without real estate, what are you going to do? So, point number seven, decide that you will work when you are at work. And, you know, your story about Steve kind of ties right into this, right? So here's the point. You have less time and more pressure when you're working another job simultaneously with real estate. Less time and more pressure. Discipline is actually your ally, What's your quote, Tim? Do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Now, there's a lot of, uh, I haven't counted, but that sentence is full of do. Do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. So this is never more important when time is at a premium. So it forces you into that discipline. That's a good thing. Decide you're going to stop fighting it. So do understand, as we were just talking about, many, quote, part-time agents actually have higher net incomes than agents who say that they're full-time. Why? Because those part-time agents have limited time and therefore better focus than the agents that have all the time in the world but lack the discipline. That's kind of a very uh, counterintuitive thing, right? So you would think that these full-time agents that have all the time play around with real estate, that they would have it together. But in fact, it's the time that's preventing them from having the discipline that many of our students and uh, coaching clients have. That actually, you know, if you've got two hours to work real estate during the day, you don't have time to get ready to get started to think about possibly getting into action. You just have to get into action. So point number eight, and this is a really big one, become a listing agent as soon as possible. It is true that you have to, quote, list to last. The answer to any question in real estate is to get more listings. So do soften your learning uh, curve by immediately hiring an experienced coach to teach you how to list efficiently, effectively, and in a decent price range. You know, a lot of managers and brokers and grizzled veterans will say to agents, well, you know, you really have to cut your teeth working with tons of buyers, and eventually those buyers will become past clients, and then those will be your listings. Don't worry about being a listing agent right off the bat. We couldn't disagree more, Uh, you know, I I will never forget one of my uh, original coaching clients years ago who discovered this fact that it's best to be a listing agent. What she said was, you know, when I was a buyer's agent, she lived in snowy New York, right? So she said when I was a buyer's agent, and that's all I had going on, I had to schedule all these showings and slug through the snow and shovel my way there. And here I am calling expireds today in front of my fireplace with my golden lab at my feet while all those other agents are out showing my listings and then she said this is better <laughs> okay so and and that was within i think that might have been her second year full year in real estate so become a listing agent as soon as possible don't believe that you have to live off other agents scraps until you make it Don't believe that you have to start at the bottom. Don't believe that you have to give away commission until you gain experience. So be careful with what you're believing and who is telling you that. Perhaps those grizzled veterans are telling you you have to live on buyers so they'll have less competition for those listings they're going after. Use your head. So, Julie,
1: you did see in in your notes it says other agents, (laughs) and it doesn't say scraps, it says something else. I know,
0: I saw that typo. It was a pretty good one, too.
1: You forgot forgot (laughs) the S. So you're you're suggesting yeah. that they don't they shouldn't live off other agents' scraps without the S, is what you were saying yeah. in your Yeah, That too.
0: That kinda of no. makes the point even yeah. bigger, doesn't it?
1: Hey, Julie Ew, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry. Didn't mean to do that one. That was a bad <laughs> too slip. Many,
1: too many Zoe diapers.
0: <laughs> exactly. exactly. So we'll fix that. Uh but the <laughs> point is the same. Don't don't buy into having to live off of, you know, what other agents don't want. And only buyers or buying buyer leads and all that kind of stuff. Become a listing agent. Cover
1: there. So when Mm -hmm. Julie and I first got into real estate 20, egad, plus years ago, um, you know, when we were right out of college, basically. The thing that we were told by everybody was you always have to start out with buyers that eventually when one of those buyers decides to put their little, you know, first-time buyer house for sale, that you then will have a listing. And then eventually you can work your way up in being a listing agent. And then eventually after you put your time in, you then can start selling more expensive real estate. We were told that everywhere we went. Mm -hmm. Everywhere we went. And Julie and I said, nope, don't think so. Not for us. That doesn't make any sense. And you know what? We were right. We are right. You don't have to hang your hat on buyers. You can become a listing agent. Matter of fact, I tell coaching clients and our coaches this, and sometimes they shudder when they hear me say it, but it is very, very true. If the only thing you ever get good at is setting appointments, pre-qualifying, taking listings, if you never get good at anything else ever, uh, you will do fantastic. Everything else is easily delegated. That's why. You can hire everything else. But if you become fantastic or rather when you become fantastic at, you know, essentially lead generating, pre qualifying, setting appointments, taking listings, i. e. the core skills of being a great listing agent, all the other things sort themselves out. I I promise you it's that so true. it's that focus, it's that all the other stuff that we talk about, that you read about, that my website and my pay-per-click and my, my this and my that, and I'm trying to get approved for you know this Yahoo company that's going to send me, oh, my God, they're going to send me leads. And I'm getting solicited a thousand times a day for all these other whiz-bang companies that are trying to sell me buyer leads or seller leads. And, you know, my territory went up and the lead quality, and then uh, they're now all this BS, I didn't use a swear word, all this BS, yes. You guys can just say, no thank you, that's not for me. I want nothing to do with all these get-rich-quick, scammy-type things that are being sold to agents. I am going to generate my own leads. I am going to be a listing agent. I'm going to be in control of my time and I am going to make dupl- I'm going to have a duplicatable, predictable business that produces, guess what, consistent profits. With those profits, I'm going to reinvest, and I'm going to become rich. Rich is where your money works for you, and you don't ha- have to work for your money. That is your business plan. Replay that. Listen to it. Adopt it. Write it down. Don't get distracted. When the, when the, uh, <laughs> the singing, dancing, motivational yahoos come to town, trying to sell you on their whiz-bang Twittering and Facebooking and all these other little things where you go out and buy your business, you can sit back like the gal Julie was just telling you about <laughs> who's sitting in front of her fireplace with her golden retrievers, knowing how to go out and uh, lead generate on her own. That's confidence. That's, that's a professional. That's how professionals act. Having to feel like you have to run from one bright light to the next bright light like a moth just waiting to get burned Oh, yeah. that light bulb burned me. I'm gonna to go to the other one. Oh, that light bulb burned me. I'm gonna to go to the other one. I'm gonna to go to the other one until eventually the mob dies. Don't be like that dumb moth. Figure out how to lead generate yourself. Figure out how to actually finally build the real estate practice that you've dreamed of. It's not that difficult. The fact that so many agents think it is means it's good for you because they're not even ever gonna try. You know? I mean guys, I don't know how much more clear to make it. Julie's point is you have to list to last. That should be a absolute but don't wait. positive. Yeah, that's. that's you, remember when, uh, you remember when? You uh, remember when kids used to say the uh, American anthem at the start of every day, right? At school, yeah. really. It wasn't. Anthem, oh, the, was
0: pledge, the allegiance, allegiance. pledge of allegiance. Pledge of allegiance. Pledge yeah. allegiance.
1: Right. We should write a pledge of allegiance to agents, or for agents, that they have to okay. say every morning. You know, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Now, see, you guys in your twenties, you've never had to say this. But you know,
0: when like, we were in school, that? that's
1: what you said. Yeah, exactly. Pledge yeah. allegiance. Really? What's that? Well, then, I, and I, I pledged to become a listing agent. So I no longer have to uh, succumb to the whims and the ebbs and the flows of all the Mickey Mouse that happens in the real estate industry. I pledge to be, you know, we could write something. And <laughs> now you guys are going to email us and tell us to write it, and mm-hmm. we will. We'll do it. Uh, we, should write some, we, should. we should write a pledge of allegiance mm-hmm. for the real estate industry that every realtor has to stand up, put their hand on their heart, and say every single morning I promise to always be uh, working in the best interest of my clients. I promise always to be have the mindset of service. I pledge to, you know, do the best job I can at mastering the skills necessary to be of service to as many sellers as I possibly can. On the other side of that is everything you want. Is the reason you become a real estate agent in the first place? Jules?
0: That's it. So point number nine, learn to be the most competitive, efficient, profitable agent from day one in the six areas that make you the most money. It just makes sense. Now, I'll, I'll remind you guys what those profitable things are in just a second. But learn to go after that at the highest level from day one. Now, maybe this isn't day one for you, but you can declare a reset. Maybe you've been struggling, confused, going lots of different directions, getting different advice from different people. Decide that you might as well have just gotten your license today. We're going to reset, and from day one, we're going to be the most competitive, most efficient, profitable agent that you can be in the six areas that matter. And that is generating leads, following up, pre-qualifying presenting, negotiating, and closing. Get good at those things, and I promise you, the rest of it will fall in place. So how do you do that? Well, listen only to coaches, brokers, and fellow agents that have already consistently produced at the level of your own goals or higher. Do not ever listen to anyone who has not done what you aspire to do. Some of you guys are more guilty of that than others. You go to every free seminar that somebody will lay upon you because it looks like you're pursuing something it looks like work and yet you're listening to people that you know they've never actually done it that doesn't make any sense how many how many, of you, how many of you
1: guys right now but well, no it doesn't it's crazy how many of you guys right now are uh, listening to attending what like Julie just said conferences or webinars or whatever where your coach or your trainer has either never sold real estate or never sold real estate in high volume. Don't you think that matters to you choosing or should matter when you're choosing someone to guide you? Doesn't it make sense that you wouldn't want – I mean, if I were in a situation where I am trying to basically master a skill, if I wanted to learn piano, I, you know, I'm not going to hire somebody who's never actually played piano. You know, I'm not going to hire someone who's read some books, or I'm not going to hire someone who's just basically going to try to motivate me to play piano. I need someone that knows how to actually do it. Doesn't just make at it a sense if you're going to hire
0: at, at a high yeah, level? At least at the level give, I want to be at, right?
1: Right. But, you know, That's Julie, nice. that is kind of insane. Why don't agents listen? We ask you to prequalify all your leads. Well, start pre-qualifying all your trainers and your coaches. You might find that one of the reasons that you're struggling and haven't reached your goals yet isn't because the folks trying to, quote, unquote, help you aren't well-intentioned. It's because they don't know what they don't know because they've never actually done it before. Does that make sense? Exactly.
0: Well, and, and that causes you to learn scripts that don't work. They might sound good, but because they've never been actually tested out in the real estate wilds, you know. And then you try it and it doesn't work and you think it's you. But it wasn't you. It's because you learned a script from somebody that's never done what you want to do. And it's so hard to see that when you don't know what you don't know. And that's why you've got to get connected with people who have come before you and save you that learning curve. So, all right, point number 10, surround yourself with highly driven successful, motivated people. These are the people you should be spending your time with, whether they're in real estate or possibly in another profession. Those are your true peers. So how do you do that? Well, you've got to practice media-free mornings so that you start out on the right foot, control control what goes into your head, into your wallet, into your environment, prune away negativity like a bad weed. The business is challenging enough without you having to deal with other things getting in the way. So surround yourself with highly driven, successful, and motivated people. And, and here's a hint. They're probably not the agent next door to you at your office. They might be if you're lucky, but probably you're going to have to look outside of your office and maybe even outside of your brokerage. That's not unusual. That's why we have our private Facebook page for our coaching clients, so you guys can be amongst your true peers and have that community online. Now, don't succumb well, we to, to the do endless supply. Yeah, well, we absolutely yeah, did. We- and, Back before there was coaching, yeah. we would just get in the car and go and, you know, identify an agent who had a business that we wanted to emulate. And you would go and you would pay a shadow fee and you'd spend three a to week for a grand. long Yeah, three to well, five grand for, I mean, it wasn't, for a long it weekend. It wasn't a week,
1: dude. It wasn't, yeah, it was basically sometimes it's like it was a day, weekend. sometimes it was yeah. a day and a half. Yeah, a long weekend. Yeah, and you'd yeah. shadow them for a day. Now, this, this, is, how it was, this is how, if you wanted... Uh, you know, intense, fast education. If you wanted it 20 years ago, that's what you would do. But now, right, of course, you have coaching. because there wasn't coaching like
0: this. Yeah, right. and, and I mean, you guys don't realize how blessed you are, really, <laughs> how much more efficient it is to deliver this type of information. So you want to be careful not to succumb to the endless supply of emails for special promotions to sell you leads and branding and marketing and all these things that pollute what you're really supposed to be doing on a daily basis. Whether you have all day to do it in or you only have two hours to devote to real estate, you're going to concentrate in being the best in those things that make you money. That just makes sense. Now, the real question, Tim, comes down to accountability. Maybe I recognize all of these things, but nobody's really holding me accountable. Maybe my broker's out selling and my office manager has really never been in sales, and the agents well, around me tell not, me I've got to be a list, uh, buyer's agent. Go ahead.
1: Well, broker, brokers and office managers have a conflict with holding you mm-hmm. accountable to anything, why? Because you're an independent contractor and because they don't want to honestly offend you in any way for fear that you might quit. That's the truth. Exactly. So so they won't hold you accountable. They won't basically hold your feet to the fire. They won't do what's necessary to get you to do the things that you're trying to refuse to do or you're slow to adapt to learning. You know, the reality is, is that um, the system is set up it very rarely is it set up for you guys to succeed. If you're going to succeed in this business or really in any business, you're really going to have to think big. You're going to have to, you know, get outside of your own immediate environment. And I mean, physically, mo- uh, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. If you ever actually want to get out of your own environment financially, if there's anything we can ever do for you, please request a free coaching call at free coaching calls for Um Your homework, as always from every radio show, please share this radio show with everyone you know. And I know a lot of you do that. That's the reason this has become the number one listen to uh, real estate radio show specifically for agents. So please continue to share it, uh, tweet it, Facebook it, do whatever it takes. Help us get the word out that you are in the right place at the right time. Now it's critical that you take the right actions. Have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow.
0: This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching.